It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome back to the FlowTrack podcast. My name is Lincoln Shrike. He is Gordon Mack. It's Monday, September 14th. Gordon, as you just commented, the track meets are kind of blending together. Uh, I thought we would never get our fill of track this season, given the pandemic and wiping out the Olympics. But there's been so many meets in Europe can't keep track of them all. They just happen every other day or so. Are we are we ready for a change of pace? Are we ready for track season to be over? Well, first things, how are you doing, man? It's less than 24 hours since a no-hitter. Well, I'm doing great. Chicago sports was incredible yesterday. The Bears came back from a 23-6 to deficit. That was incredible. And then Alec Mills pitched a, a no-hitter. It was... Uh, it was a great day to be a Cubs and Bears fan yesterday. We don't always get those, especially on the same day. You know, I go into the day assuming I'm not only going to get one of two victories at best, and a worst case scenario, you got to be prepared for it. Both both could be losses. And I thought, oh, okay, we'll get a Bears loss today because Mitchell Trubisky isn't that good, and he wasn't that good for a lot of the game. But uh, he came back and got the W, and kept Nick Foles on the bench, which I don't know what I think about that, considering the Bears are paying him fifteen million to not play. But um, yeah, I had a, I had a, I had a good time yesterday, and I know things didn't quite work out as well for you, but. Uh, that's the way things work. I'm sure I will have cloudy days again in my sports fandom, but it was a good one yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I keep on trying to change what the topic of this sports podcast is. It's an NBA podcast, not an NBA. Now it's track only. Then I'm thinking, hey, I'll go to baseball, but now I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> then I was thinking, football, yeah, this is it. We're going to get an easy dub over a team that doesn't even have a name the washington football team (laughs) and now i'm just depressed for a week that's what i hate about football is that one loss you have to deal with it for seven days whereas like baseball or basketball you have to deal with it for a day or three days it's like i can't i can't listen to any podcasts i can't watch any sports cast i have to wait for a whole week before i can refill myself with positive content I know some people may be like, what is this guy talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I, 
I watched and will be listening to a bunch of podcasts, giving myself a false sense of hope, like all of a sudden the Bears are a totally different team than they were when they were losing 23-6 to to the Lions yesterday. Uh, exactly. I will watch a bunch of shows, listen to a bunch of podcasts that I would never have if they had lost. Um, so it's just the way it works. I don't know. You just, you, uh, you just don't want to be around that negativity if it's there, but then if they win, you want to bask in the glory. So I, uh, I totally get it and I feel your pain. Uh, I'm sure the, the, uh, the script will be flipped at, at, a, at some point and, uh, they, the, Eagles will recover from the buzzsaw that was the Washington (laughs) no-names. Well, speaking of positive podcasts, I guess Carson Warholm, whenever he listens to this podcast, which he probably definitely does Mm -hmm. not, but maybe, he probably gets enjoys listening to our takes of our reaction to his repeated 400-hurdle dominance in the year of 2020. He has been the... Most frequent subject matter, maybe besides Mondo Duplantis, uh, of this podcast, uh, at least in the last four months, the guy has uh, raced a ton. He continues to dominate. Now, there hasn't been the competition, but when you've got a shot at a world record every single time you you go out and just warning everybody, I'm probably going to sneeze. <laughs> okay, there you go. First sneeze on the on the on the podcast. So. You're welcome, listeners. Um, yeah, with Warhol, every time he goes out, he's got a shot to break the world record, and he's been racing a ton. So, yes, he is frequently going to be discussed. And yesterday, he ran 47.08 in Berlin. A big improvement from the 47.62 that kind of was confusing the, that he ran in Ostrava last week, where we were all like, wait, he's supposed to be going after the world record, and he's almost like a second off. What happened? This time, much closer to his usual form, and... To boot, he breaks Edwin Moses' 40-year-old meat record. So that's pretty good because Edwin Moses, kind of the goat of the the 400-meter hurdles. Uh, I'm Warhol- sorry. Warholm, no, no, getting on, back on form. What are you going to – are you going to question the my, my proclamation of Edwin Moses as the goat? No. I'm going to question the proclamation that meat records matter should ever be referenced. Well, listen. There's no such thing as meat records. If I mean, it's yes, – Meat, re- meat records exist, but they should not be talked about. Right, but if it's the Coastal Carolina beach invite in March, n- no. But if it's the this this meat is a historic meat, it's like it's you know just it's basically a diamond league without the diamond league uh, designation. This is beating an Edwin Moses thing record. I mean, the guy won like a hundred something races in a row. Like he's an all timer. He's 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 great. And no, for Warholm, the- he needs to be – listen, I know we all just want him to break 47 seconds every single time out, but a meet record when it's – I mean, it's a big deal when you beat a Usain Bolt meet record and no, Edwin Moses was that good at his peak. It's not – it, that's not a big deal? No, it's just a coincidence. It's not even his PR. Why are we going to get excited about him not running a PR and mm. be like, well, it's a meet record? Yeah, it just coincidentally happens to run a faster time that coincidentally 40 years ago or whenever mm-hmm. when Moses ran on the same track at that time, all mm-hmm. because of coincidence. We shouldn't mm-hmm. be like celebrating coincidence. That mm-hmm. makes sense. I just heard you were getting a phone call. Who was calling you? Was that, was that Carson Warholm? Is he listening in live? Uh, someone from Richmond, Virginia. Mm. Yeah. that's So prob- here's the thing. Actually, my phone got hacked uh, mm-hmm. the other day. 
where someone is uh, hijacking my phone number and calling people, offering them a like Apple deal or saying like they need to change their warranty on some Apple product or whatever. Mm. And basically, it's a giant scam to get their money. And so I be I get texts, I get I get voicemails saying like "fuck you." You hear me? Fuck. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, wow, this is apparently some of the scam out there is using my number to get uh, money. So if you get a phone call from me and it doesn't sound like me, hang up. Got it. I will definitely do that. I mean, I I do that for your phone calls anyways, so it shouldn't be too much of a a change of habit. But that sounds rough. I'm sorry to hear that. yeah, I, I that I don't you don't want that negativity in your life, and you got people posing as your phone number trying to, to get money. I mean, uh, God, that I know that is that I, is I, worse I than a- breaking. That is perhaps worse than your take about breaking meat records that are owned no. by Edwin Moses. That that I'm scam sorry. is no. is actually worse, which is surprising because it's a tough take to have for you here. No, here's the thing, though. You're saying. Oh, the meat record means something because the person who held it is a um a great. A great. But no, it's a meat record. Mm. You get like it's meat records are all equal. So if you're gonna brag about the ISTAF Berlin meat record, you should say it's equally impressive to break the like you said, the Coastal Carolina December clash. <sighs> like it's it's all about coincidence. You shouldn't be given a pat on the back for a coincidence. Mm. 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 It's a track. Like it's not like a like a baseball stadium where it's like different distance or like you know it's just not so, air pressure, okay. you gotta consider that. It's just there's a lot there's a lot of fact. No, I understand what you're saying. I just think anytime if you're if you're trying to be optimistic at all you're trying to look at it, and you you see Edwin Moses. He beat this record, and you think Edwin Moses was really good. Carson Warholm's really good. It's pretty cool that he's beating his record. But yeah, I guess if you want to look at it, the glass half empty, you could say, "Well, he should be beating a record from 40 years ago." I mean, the tracks were nowhere near as good. The spikes were nowhere near as good, and yada yada yada. He's he's got a faster PR, anyways. But Whatever, whatever. You you hold on to that not caring about this meat record. No, I mean I'm not gonna go like get it tattooed on my arm like nine, thirteen, twenty the day Carson Warholm beat Edwin Moses's meat record. But he was close much closer to to the world record than he was last time. And I think it leaves out the, after after uh Ostra, Ostrava, I thought mm, the window for the world record's probably closed this year. This opens the this creaks open the door a little bit more. It says he's he's okay. That was just a fluke. Forty seven six is not going to be the the routine. He's going to be right around forty seven seconds or under. Showed that again here. I think next time out, you got to seriously consider the world record uh, could could possibly fall. I watched this yesterday, kind of thinking how will he bounce back. I didn't think the world record had a shot to go down yesterday, and but he did bounce back to the point where. Okay, maybe recalibrate, maybe take a week off or something, uh, and and get get back after it with with fresher legs and and a mindset knowing that you are back on form. Maybe that he didn't have in Ostrava. Yeah, I found out what the phone call was about. Mm, yeah, what was that? 
It's uh, my car insurance people calling me about a claim. Did you get a get in a car accident? No, which is bullshit again. I went on Jeez. a mini Watch your vacay language. to Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. Did the podcast remotely from the hotel there. Mm-hmm. And I rented a car like every normal human being. And I've rented cars for years. I've mm-hmm. rented a car so many times. And I come back and the guy's like, did you make that? There's a there's a little there's a little speck mark on the front of the bumper. I was like, I didn't do that. It's not. He's like, all right. And I drive off. And then I get a letter saying, like, there's a there's damage. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I think it's a conspiracy. I think this rental car places in the middle of a pandemic. Business is low. Yeah. So now they're going to try to make some money off of the knickknack paddy wax of rental car <laughs> insurance claims. That's my conspiracy. Because they don't have enough people renting cars. Wow. Um, what did you do the usual? Did you not take a, like a, take a photo before and confirm like what were all the, the scratches and bumps on the car and then compare it to what it was when you brought it back? Have you ever done that? I've you done take a photo of your car. I have done it when there's been like a sufficient number of scratches on the car. No, I understand. Have I always done it? No. And in hindsight, that's something you want to do. But so, so explain to me then where, where are you at in the process? Are you going to win this, this case or like, I don't are, know. Jeez. I got, I got a text saying please call. So oh, we'll man. find out. Well, a lot things going on. Meet records in Berlin. <sighs> Allstate not having my st- not standing by me. You know, Allstate stand. Is that their Allstate? No, uh, what is Allstate's? Allstate. It's the Allstate stand. Allstate motto. Let's look this up. It's the Allstate uh, stand. Allstate insurance motto and not all states <laughs> what is it you're in good hands oh you're in good hands yeah you're, you're in good, good hands. hands okay well we'll, see, well, we'll see about that that is up in the air currently uh for you just like the world record is up in the air right now in the, the men's 400 hurdles other action uh in berlin that i know gordon you were just so excited about laura muir won her 97th straight 1500 over a field that included none of her competitor none of the people she'll be fighting for medals in uh next year in tokyo laura muir if safanasan wasn't a part of this if faith kip yegon wasn't a part of the 1500 and if shelby hoolahan wasn't a part of the 1500 uh she'd be really really good all the time in the 1500 she is usually really really good but uh a lot of wins for Laura Muir over fields that don't include her main competitors for uh, for medals. Yeah. I mean, looking down deeper in the results, PB for former collegiate Oregon athlete Jessica Hall. She went four flat. Uh, Australian record, apparently. Oce- Oceana and- record alert, Gordon. Oceana record alert. Oh, Oceana record. Uh-huh. Right. It's, that's like a tick above meet records in my opinion. Yeah, mind. just a tick. Just a tick. You know what? I am more impressed with the season's best than I am with a meet record. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they can. You can get both of those at the same time. You know, you you open your season, you can get a season's best. World records are always season's best. That, that always gets lost. Like when people break world records, it's like, yeah, and it's a world record, but it's also a stadium record, uh, a meet record, and a season's best. So, 
It's, make sure to list all that, too. I know. I'm just saying. We are, again, excited about Carson Warholm's meet record that's not even a season's best. So it's just like, move over. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Shannon Roberry got fifth in that race. She ran 402. Yeah. Continues to tick down a bit on her 1500 PR. I know wow. a few months ago I was saying how she is definitely a Olympic uh, 5K, uh, US, U.S. Olympic 5K contender, mm. which will be pretty exciting to see her do it coming off of pregnancy. Yeah, she had an injury. And injuries, too, I think was the bigger thing. She had like a stress yeah. fracture at some point. But I don't think she's going to get down to her PR. Remember, her PR used to be the American record, 356. But 402. No, I'm talking about the 5K, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that can definitely happen, considering that she's run 1445 this year. Continues to run. I mean, a lot of people packing it in. Not not, uh, not the Julian group. I mean, I know Brazier did, but Jessica Hole and Shannon Robray running really, really well in the middle of September in a nothing year. That's, that's good. I mean, getting those reps in, man, because... The uh, next summer is going to come awfully quick, and so I uh, I applaud these women for for continuing to to race, even though you know a lot of people have shut it down. There was a uh, a mini track meet in Boston, or I think in Boston or somewhere in New England. Uh, I was with the New Jersey New York Hoka One One Track Club. That's a lot of yeah. It's too many names. It's too many names. They got to cut. They got to cut one of those out. New York, that's five so mm-hmm. five syllables. Track club, that's seven. Mm-hmm. Hoka, one one. It's a, eleven syllables in your name. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's right. an it's enough. Like it's enough of a name. They don't need to add anything else. Right, right. They don't need to like add. Brought to you by Chewy Bars or brought to you by. <laughs> I don't know. Run they, gum. Run gum. Yeah. Sponsored by Nick Nick Simmons YouTube subscribers. Um, <laughs> it uh, but, uh yeah yeah yeah. Gork they had a race. Won. He Sorry. ran three thirty six. Cool. It was pretty good in blue jeans. Uh, uh, Kobe Alexander in blue jeans, which was impressive. In blue yeah. jeans. I'm, I'm listing the results, man. Hold on. Let, Sorry. Let Sorry. Me list the results for people. Sorry. Not everyone saw this meet live. Actually, no one saw it live. Yeah. Uh, but Gregor ran three thirty six. Alexander Kobe Alexander three thirty seven. Sam Prakel, 337. Rob Napolitano, our favorite athlete, 338. And then uh, Jenkins finished six. He went 341. But Jenkins has been running other events too. Apparently, mm-hmm. Jenkins was quoted that he feels like he's back to his usual self. Because, hmm. uh, I mean, Jenkins was almost on the Olympic team in 2016, right? He got out leaned by Paul Chalimo for that third spot. Um, and then we haven't really seen much from him. So if Jenkins is able to get back into form at the 5K level, that'll be exciting. But Gregoric 336, I feel like Gregoric is running 336 all the time. I feel like that's like his niche time. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. He's solid. I mean, he's the best among the, the New York, New Jersey track club for sure. New, New Jer- Which one is it? Is it New Jersey first or New York? I think it's New York first, right? It's New Jersey. Uh, dang! Way to way to bury the right. way to bury the lead there. I mean, you gotta you're going with 
going with New Jersey ahead of New York. I mean, as far as state rankings go, <laughs> I think I would put New York ahead of New Jersey, but that's just me. Um, yeah. Johnny Gregoric at his best is is one of the best 1,500-meter runners in the, in the country. He's just been inconsistent. But among these guys, yeah, I expect him to, to win this, and that's a good result for him, a 336 um, in a race that you're you're winning against some, you know, not top flight U.S. talent, some solid runners, but not the top flight guys. That, that's a good, that's a pretty good result for him, and uh, encouraging for him for 2021. You know, he had a disappointment in 2019, so that, that that's a nice that's a nice result for for a lot of those guys. For Jenkins, I don't think that's that great of a result. I mean, 341. I mean, that's that's no. Not he that. ran something else though. I think it was a double or something. Hold oh, on. okay. Let me find out. Mm. He ran a good time. Let me find it. Okay, yeah. If it's a double, that obviously changes things because, well, it's a double. But here we go. So he was at another meet uh, with like with Molly Huddle. He ran a three k. Mm. What do you run? Oh, seven fifty. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, seven fifty. Okay, that's fine. Getting back into form, I guess. Slowly, yeah. he's easing into it. Uh, Molly Huddle ran fifteen twenty. That's pretty good. Yeah, you know it's interesting. Like when um, Kershaw Schweizer and Shelby Hula ran, Hula ran, Hula ran. I like it. Me. Go for it. Hula ran. <laughs> Shelby Hula ran around the track today. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I cracked myself up with dad jokes. Mm. Uh, but. When they run their 1420s, it really kind of makes whenever I see U.S. athletes run in the 1530s and 40s, it's kind of like you're not – it's really slow (laughs) like compared to like what the best people in our own country are doing. You know what I mean? Right. We used to think like sub-15 was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. But now when – there are women out there who can run forty seconds slower. I mean, forty seconds faster yeah. than sub fifteen. Like it makes people who are running forty seconds or thirty seconds slower than fifteen. It just seems like a different world. So, like Molly Huddle running fifteen twenty, you're kind of like she would have gotten lapped by Christian Schweizer. Yeah, I mean, Molly Huddle can't run. Obviously, can't run in, in the fourteen twenty. Well, I was just going to say Molly Huddle can't run in the 1420s right now, but she also is much faster than 1520 and, you know, building her really, track strength or track speed back up coming off, a, you know, the marathon disappointing run through with the the marathon, which has been kind of odd with her, but um, not odd, but just surprising that she hasn't taken immediately to the marathon as, as we thought she would. So she's going to be competitive in the, in the 5,000 at the trials. I mean, the 10,000 is going to be her main distance, but you know uh yeah there's clearly two athletes that are leaps and bounds above the rest it doesn't mean running 1450 is this horrible thing and you can't first off you can't run in the 1420s every t- single time out yes Swizer and Hulahan, if Hulahan runs the 5000 is way better than everyone else but they're not always going to run in the 1420s they you know they did that in a highly controlled environment and uh it's not gonna it's I, I don't think it represents exactly how much better they are than the rest of the americans they're better for sure by a good margin but maybe not like when when molly Huddle runs in the 1520s it's not like wow she's a minute worse than carissa swiser i mean that that's just not the way it goes 
Yeah, but I feel like in this type of race, Shelby would have ran at least 15 flat. Well, sure. Sure, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, are we really surprised that she would be 20 seconds faster? I mean, Shelby Houlihan is in the prime of her career. Molly Huddle's 36. Um, or what? No, not 36. Sorry. She's like, well, I'd have to look it up. Yeah, I don't think she's quite that old, but she's in her mid-30s. Come on, Lincoln. Called her 36. How old is she? 36. Okay. I, I had it right. Why did I doubt myself? Why did I doubt myself? Um, you know, she's just not in the prime of her career anymore, especially not uh, for the track. And it's, that's why it's been so surprising. The marathon hasn't worked out for her. But so when you're comparing her to a 28 or 27 year old Shelby Houlihan, it's, it's just not quite fair, but you know, I guess Huddle's putting that on herself by also trying to compete in, 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 uh, on the track and, you know, in the, in the, in the 5k. You know what else happened this past weekend? No. What happened? Cross country. Oh, we got some cross country results to go over. Please. So most of the the meet. So we had uh, the Sun Belt ran a meet. A couple ran a, a meet with uh, the great uh, teams like what is it? Troy and South Alabama and UAB. Oh, wow, I'm excited. So please let's break this down. So on the women's side, Troy took a, the win over South Alabama. Okay. It was a 5K. The winning mark was Caroline Molinaire, who ran a 17.49 for a 5K. Tactical. Men ran a 5K as well. South Alabama went 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, 9. So they perfect scored over Louisiana Lafayette. Okay. So watch out for South Alabama, man. They had a freshman lead the way, mm-hmm. Colin Yego. So uh, South Alabama out there in the Sun Belt Conference, ready to roll. Because Sun Belt's competing in October. So there was a Power 5 school that competed, Syracuse. I'm looking. I just saw the Syracuse results. Yeah. Yeah. Syracuse perfect scored Army. (laughs) Um, Swept the first nine spots. Yeah. Is this a dynasty? I don't know. It might be. (laughs) I mean, they, they got that big transfer and JP Trojan. Great name. Also great name, third place, Joe Dragon. Great, great name, team Thank names. You. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so yeah, where's J.P. Trojan a, from? Where did he come from? Uh, William and Mary, rest oh. in peace. Yeah. Both William and Mary. Yeah, he, he timed that one well. That was a good move. Um, yeah, that was smart. <laughs> big move. Good move. And he picked a conference that was competing, too. He was Just like, all right. Clutch double, all around. Double good move. Uh Syracuse women, though, lost to Army women. Yeah. So that was kind of an upset. Uh, Amanda Vestry, the Iowa State transfer, she won in by almost a minute. Uh, and then Army's freshman went 2-3. Georgia Jones and Helen Shearer. You know, who would have thought that this would be the number one top, one of the top topics on a podcast, the Syracuse Army dual meet? I think we've, we we've, we've got a we, we break down a different element of this every day this week. Um, clutch pack running by Army West Point. Look at this from places six through twelve. All West Point athletes. Incredible. Uh, let's hold on. I'm Here's the thing, up. though. It's really easy to pack run when there's only two teams. That's true. It's a good point, <laughs> Kevin. Or not, Kevin. You're not Kevin. You're Gordon. Wait, who are you? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a good point. Um, but I bring up cross country because obviously these, there's two meets: the Sun Belt meet and this Army Syracuse meet. So there's not much on the D1 side. There's other D2 AIA JUCO schools also competing. But this weekend, we're now five days away from the official start of cross country season. What do we for got? The Big Twelve, big uh, the Big Twelve ACC and uh, SEC because we have the SEC XC preview, oh. which is in LSU. Uh, LSU hosting a bunch of SEC teams. We have the Bob Timmons XC Classic, which is hosted by Kansas, which is where Big 12's championship is. Okay. And then South Bend, Indiana is hosting the Irish XC Classic. Oh. So, is, three big cross-country meets on the docket. Yeah. Is, uh, is, uh, is Notre Dame having Joe Piani this year? I don't think so. I think they switched uh, it up to the Irish XC Classic. Oh, man. I'm gonna miss. I, I. This is not a joke. I know I've been joking a lot, but I, I'm gonna miss Joe Piani this year. That's a good meet. <laughs> it's a good one. So Notre Dame, though. Hey, oh, check this out. They are going to the Live in Lou XC Classic, which is live on Flow Track. So we'll get to see Notre Dame competing live on Flow. Wow. <laughs> Pandemic schmandemic. Am I right? No, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Um. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I mean, some cross country, we've kind of ignored it and uh, it's just happening right beneath our nose, right? I mean, South Alabama, they got a guy, Colin Yago, a freshman running 1523. I mean, I never have appreciated a 1523 more than I than I do now cuz we, you know, we don't have our with with NAU and 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 BYU not competing. What are you know? I know you like to keep tabs with coaches. What are what are uh, athletes that aren't competing this fall? What are they doing right now? I mean, they training aren't competing. No, like what's NAU doing right now? They're just they're just working out. Uh, there's obviously they're working out training. Uh, but I think a lot of I know NAU specifically is looking to try to create some type of intra squad season mm. right so they can kind of set up virtual time trial like basically create time trial moments for internal competition so like hey all right at the end of november we're doing this big 5k or mm-hmm. this big race at sea level or not at sea level um just to kind of get the kids something just some structure as opposed to just week yeah. in and week out uh, we're training we're training we're training you kind of want to have some reason to spike up you know yeah i mean i now that some schools are competing it's a it's a bummer that you know nau byu aren't great if they can get something together that's not sanctioned but it would be awesome if they could just like match up for a dual meet every other week or something you know these are schools that are somewhat close geographically um so when you see some teams competing against each other, you're like, oh, man, would this have been possible if their conferences hadn't have hadn't given them the axe? I mean, it's – as you were talking about before we went on, Big Ten, all of a sudden, they're seeing, ooh, ACC's playing football, SEC, Big 12. Should we reconsider? We got now Minnesota dropping their track team. Money's not coming in from football. You wonder if conferences that that wiped out their falls, like the Big Ten, are they going to reconsider? What What are your thoughts with that? Well, we do know Big Ten likely. I think not likely, but all roads lead to them having a vote this week. 
mm-hmm. bring back Big Ten football. I'm not sure if they would also bring back yeah, Big Ten sports. cross country and soccer and volleyball, all that stuff. Uh, but, I mean, basically, there's you're, it's going to be fine. The cross country runners going for runs outdoors is super not like a dangerous spreading incident, right. especially when these meets are going to have small numbers of people. So you should, we should think that a lot of coaches who aren't competing at a conference championship do find ways to like meet up with another team somewhere to just do some fun dual meet style race. Like you said, like a BYU NAU dual meet would be awesome. Yeah. I'm sure both coaches would love to do it, you know, settle the debate who who would have won in 2020 BYU or NAU. Well, they can race Uh, a bunch of times so you can make it a best of seven series, you know, let's make it the, 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 let's make it the playoffs. Yeah, you know, the more I think about it, the more I see college sports go on in small, small little pockets. It's the the college issue is not trying to do sports. The college issue is house party. I saw a thing online. Uh, somebody, some college kids were hosting a party, and they admitted to a cop that like several of them had recently tested positive for COVID, but they were having a party. You know, anyways. That's the type of thing that's obviously going to get outbreaks going. I don't think it's going to be necessarily a cross-country meet outdoors. I mean, is it possible? Yes, of course. But it is a little frustrating when you see high school, high schools having some competition. And I know it's not going to be the same. You know, NXN is not going to happen. And, uh, you know, a lot of meets are going to be smaller. But you, you, you tend to think that when when there's races happening in certain parts of the country that they can happen in other parts of the country as well. So. It, yeah. you, and I think about yeah. Go ahead. Remember baseball? Like three games in, Marlins had a big outbreak, and yeah. then St. Louis had a big outbreak. Yeah. But like, we kind of forget about that, and we all thought like season's over, cancel it. Yeah. But we're now like seventy percent into the season, and the games have all been played, and things are going fine. I mean, the NFL they had zero positive tests before the entire week one, so like, it's possible. Right, like people are able to, like I think the foot, like football, football and baseball, they're not even quarantining themselves. Like basketball, they went to an extreme because they try to start earlier than most people. But I feel like, and they're indoors. Yeah, football and basketball. I mean, football and baseball are kind of like, hey, you thirty guys or you fifty guys, just don't just. Yeah, be super cautious. Right, and we're only gonna interact with each other, and we'll be good. You know, that's what it could be for cross country. Hey, cross country team, just go to practice, eat lunch with yourselves, and then get on the bus and go to this track meet or cross country meet. Right. Yeah, I mean, I know some of the problem is going to class, obviously, with with some students and you know their living situation. You know, as post college people it's you just live with either by yourself or you know with you with your family and that's the people you interact with other college students could live with seven people at a time in the track house so it's you know you're you're the the the, the potential for for an outbreak is is much higher just given the bodies but yeah i don't know it's obviously the pandemic is not over and obviously the risk to certain populations is still quite high and a ton of people have died, unfortunately, and just because other things are going on doesn't mean it's any less dangerous. But when you see, like I said, when you see certain parts going on and you see that um, with precaution this is able to be done, you hope that other, I don't know, that 
certain conferences could be nimble and say, uh, maybe we can, maybe we can revisit this because others, other people have, have got the other conferences have got the recipe and we can just follow that and just advise and say, Hey, outbreak happens. Uh, you know, you guys aren't social distancing. You're not taking this seriously. We can pull the plug really quickly. I don't think it's going to happen. I think most people, especially, I mean, if we look at cross country, if they're going to have a season in January to, to March, well then, they're not going to bring anything back, but uh, it just would be cool to see more competition and not have to, all respect, but not have to uh, recap Troy versus South Alabama every week. Well, looking at the upcoming schedule for people who are normally, this is like getting ready for cross-country season. You have the marathon season. I guess today technically was the Boston Marathon virtually. Or was that uh, yesterday? It's been spread out. I think it's like okay. two weeks long. Oh, okay. That's, they should have just picked one day and make everyone run on the same day. Yeah, Deslin uh, has actually won every day for the last 10 days. It's pretty impressive. So now <laughs> she has 11 career victories at Boston. No, I'm just kidding. The Des run? Is Des doing it virtually? No, 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 no. I'm just joking. Oh, okay. No, I'm totally joking. Uh, but what I'm saying is, so next, this weekend, we have a bunch of cross-country meets. And then two weekends from now, there's nothing. But then three weekends from now, we have a bunch of cross country meets. Some of them, two of them, live on Flow. We had the Florida State Invitational, the Live in Lou, cross country classic. Then we also have the World Athletics Continental Tour finale in Nairobi, Kenya, which is live on Flow, and that will probably likely have, um, what's his name, fifteen hundred meter runner. From what school? Kenya. Oh, God. No, the World Athletics Continental Tour in Nairobi, Kenya. Oh, Tim Chariot. Yeah, they're Chariot. And then also the London Marathon, which will be live in Canada. So enjoy that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a big weekend. London Marathon, Nairobi, Continental Tour, and then a bunch of cross-country meets. So, And then a week later is the Doha Diamond League. Then a week later is some more cross-country meets in the world half. Speaking of world half, is USA not sending anyone? Has that been? Yeah, that's done? what I saw. Which was what are your thoughts on that? Oh, that's dumb. That's over. That's 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 too much. I mean, listen, I know I've been the guy previously that's been like safety first, safety first, safety first. But if if so, athletes are are able. To, just USATF wants no liability here for anything. Athlete, U.S. athletes have been able to travel to to Europe for these Diamond League races and for these other, you know, track meets. We've got multiple athletes competing tomorrow and or today is it today or tomorrow in Zagreb. Uh, we can't send a team just because it's going to be all paid for by USATF. I, I think that's outrageous. I think it's them trying to save money. Yeah, that's not that much money though. What they're trying to save? What ten grand? I think the pe- penny pension. I think My they're penny p- using COVID as their excuse. Like, oh, it's for safety. No, it's because you don't want to spend money. Mm. That's what I think it is. That is, uh, that is, I'm sure it's for liability's sake, but uh, you're right. I guess it doesn't hurt to save ten to $15,000. I, I don't know. Um, but if it's simply for safety precautions, I think they're taking it. They're... 
I don't know. They're they're uh, they're doing too much, if if I can say that. Uh, they they the other team other people are sending teams, and you know you don't ever want to take a a chance to compete in an international competition away from some athletes here. That this is uh, especially for some athletes that maybe wouldn't normally get to compete in a, something like this. You know, some some athletes so that wouldn't normally make a team they have access because not everyone's going to want to compete right now. Yeah, go ahead. Who would you want on your U.S. World Half Team? Oh, if I could have it, anybody. Um, you, get, you get you get let's let's to simplify it. Who would be your three women and three men? Mm-hmm. Uh, men, you know, Rupp, uh, Paul Chalimo, and. Uh, maybe maybe Lenny Career. Uh, women. I mean, so I, wait. I, I I'll go with my men. Okay. So I agree with you with Rupp. Paul Chalimo. I that seems kind of a reach. Okay. I don't know if I would do Paul Chalimo. Lenny Career to me seems like a a, a lock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I was swinging a little bit with Paul Chalimo, but you know, I don't know. He's he's pretty fast. And then. Um, for the third spot, I'd probably want to like mix it up, man. Okay, let's mix it up. Okay, you ready? I'm gonna mix it up big time. Okay, I'm re- okay. Who you got? Let's put Connor Mance on there. Yeah, that's that's mixing it up too much. You've <laughs> you've messed up the recipe. You've uh, you need to add you need to add salt. Uh, I, I, all right, all right. I'll be real. Uh, someone like um. You know what? Let's put... Who's 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 the one who had that really fast half? Who and who who had the fastest half at Houston? Um, was it Nico Montanez? I guess it was Nico. So I'll go Jared Ward then. Let's put Jared Ooh. Ward in there. Yeah, I mean, you. I think you're going to want somebody closer to Lopez Lamong, even if he's never run a half, than, than Jared Ward. I mean, he's just got a higher ceiling. Uh, but whatever, I'll let you make your own team. Uh, the women's side. I want BYU on there. I want Ed Eidstone to be the coach. So I'm okay. trying to find to get a BYU person on That's there. fine. Women's side, Emily Sisson, Molly Huddle, and... Uh, I mean, I'll put the I'll put the reigning U.S. the, the Olympic trials champion on there. I'll put Alfine Tuliamak on there as well. I'll do Sisson Huddle, and let's go wild. Let's put Jordan Hesay on it. Make it fun. Mm, okay, okay. If she's healthy, uh, which yeah. is which is always a big if. But okay, that's that's fine. That's fine. I respect that team. This uh this choosing half marathon teams kind of came out of nowhere, but I I I applaud you uh, for thinking of this of this topic um <laughs> gosh well it's all about what could have been we're, we'll never know right mm-hmm. we'll we, never we get will to truthfully see. never know and also u.s half marathon team's never going to have the all-stars of the all-stars on it regardless of the current health crisis um well i would think that this year would have been the year we could have had it because it's not like a oh there's just people want to compete New York or chicago yeah yeah, yeah. Or, oh, okay to compete with, you know. Well, USATF just, just you know, they they dashed that dream regardless. So, what can you say? But another another great turn of events by the old United States track and field. What are the the federation? United States, you you United States of America track and field. 
That's that's it. That's their name. Sorry, I was just trying to think if there's anything. It's, they're just USA Dragonfield. Okay, sorry. I lost my mind for a little bit there. <laughs> um, gosh, is it? You got a little wild, man. Yeah. We do have Zagreb coming up. Where we have Bryce Hopple in the 800. Joe Kovacs versus Ryan Krauser. It's the year of the pole vault, but it's also the year of the shot put. I'm excited. Randy Barnes, he, he better he better stay up late. Stay up. He doesn't even need to stay up late. He better he better watch out. Twenty three twelve. I mean, who knows? Probably not going to happen. But two of the best competing in Zagreb. Trying to go has for that twenty three. Has, has Joe Kovacs competed at all this year? Let's not worry about like time, like things like that, Gordon. No, I don't know. Uh, not in. I don't think not outdoors. Um, but he's That's seeing ra- wild for him to wait till. Yeah, so he's only thrown once, and it was Milrose. Uh and it's it's kind of wild to go an entire like season. Yeah, Do you he, think him watching Ryan get all this like attention? He's kind of like, you know what? I need to I need to show I need to show him who's boss. Yeah. I need to show him who actually won worlds Oof. last year. Yeah, and like show who's actually the best U.S. thrower. Yeah, could be, could be. I mean, it could have also had an injury or or something, but. It's possible. I imagine Krauser is going to whip him today, but or today or tomorrow, whatever the whenever the meet is. I don't know. But when the, Kov- Kovacs is think the it's world today. champ. Yeah, but Krauser is the Olympic champ. No, Kovacs is a two-time uh, world champ, so he's he's established. I'm just saying. I think Krauser, who's competed now like ten times, is going to. It's just unreasonable to imagine that Krau- that that Kovacs is going to come out and throw like twenty-two-seven, which is what's going to be required to win. Uh, in his first competition in seven months, it's just that's yeah, probably not going to happen. Kovacs got smoked by Krauser at the in the indoor shot at Milrose. So yeah, and you know if you want to look at it on his side of side of things, that was seven months ago. But Krauser's just been on fire all year, and it's when you haven't competed in that long, it's just it would be a stunner if Kovacs found a way to beat Krauser. Um, and even when he beat him last year in at, at Doha, they they. Through the same distance, they threw twenty two ninety one. So it's not like Kovacs when he has beaten Krauser has crushed him. You know, it, it, Krauser's going to win at Zagreb, and it's just going to be how far does he throw? Does he get up towards twenty three meters, or does he just throw his usual twenty two seven? We'll find out. Well, we will find out. The meet is tomorrow, I believe, the fifteenth. Tomorrow. Uh, if you guys enjoy listening to podcasts, send us an email. If you have any thoughts or questions that you think we should talk about uh whether or not meat records should be banned from the marion whipsters dictionary mm-hmm. that would be great uh but yeah email the podcast flowtrack podcast at gmail.com i'm gordon that is lincoln sorry there's no video yet we'll have video soon i think we'll have video next week but until then it's just our voices yep. in your earbuds all right guys talk to you tomorrow bye see you